Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We've got the Richmond Commander coming up at 1 p.m. Question of the day will be, did Washington match Baltimore's physicality in their two days of joint practices ahead of Monday's preseason game number two between the Ravens and Washington. Chris Graham, who covers UVA and the ACC, will join us at 1.30 today. And then Scott Allen from the Washington Post to talk a little commanders at 2.15. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, the voice of the Monarchs, it's Ted Alexander. What's going on, Ted? We got a heck of a show today. Glad to have you. Glad to be aboard this thing. 24 carat, if you will, Bruno Mars. <laughs> we love that, man. Hey, thanks so much for joining the show. So what's the latest with the quarterback battle there at ODU? Uh, it continues. Competition, uh, not only at the quarterback position, but all over the place. You've got Grant Wilson. His uh, The ace up his sleeve is that he ran Kevin Decker's system at Fordham as a backup last year. Jack Shields put on scholarship following the spring game. And Colton Joseph, a true freshman from California, coming in is, and making his presence felt. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the nod just because of his uh, familiarity with the offense from Kevin Decker. Coach Ricky Ronnie always seems to have a decent passing game since he's taken over at ODU, but will the offensive line be good enough to hold up this season? That's a, a great question. I mean, Leroy Thomas, Xavier Black, former walk-ons, they're back for the uh, the offensive line. You've got a 6'6", 286 right tackle in, in, uh, in progress. His name is Chris Adams, and they're looking for big things out of him. And again, if the offensive line can get things going, you can make more plays, you can move the chains, you can keep the defense off the field, and you can have a better chance to win. To get something going offensively, they're hoping the uh, the, the guru from uh, Fordham, Kevin Decker, his team put up 600 yards a game and 49 points a game, albeit at this level last year. They're hoping his uh, his system catches fire with these guys and with the full offseason to work with it, they're hoping they can get rocking and rolling early. Rounding out the offense for the Monarchs, what's the backfield going to look like right now? Looks like by committee. Uh, Keyshawn Wicks is the leading returning uh, running back. Obi Sani is also making his uh, presence felt in the preseason camp. Kadarius Callaway is, uh, is a freshman to keep an eye on. If he can get healthy, he's been in and out the lineup but he's really shown flashes there and it'll be a a by committee thing especially at the start of the season for the monarch running backs i'm adam epstein you're listening to awad radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 1 fm talking some odu football with the voice of the monarchs ted alexander with us here on the hadid mercer rug cleaning hotline odu three and nine overall last season two and six in the sun belt Uh, but defensively not many better in the country than linebacker jason henderson and looking at his stats from last year what really impressed me was he got behind the line of scrimmage 10 tackles for loss i mean how much better can he get this season as as the you know the the opponents could key on him and make sure he wasn't a part of a play, but he still is a part of just about every play. I think the 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 supporting cast will make him only better. Uh, when you've got a really shiny weapon that can fire on all cylinders, if you have to use it all the time, he's going to get tired, etc. I think the the 
60-plus newcomers on this Monarch roster will help with the depth. Uh, and defensively, when it comes to depth, that means third and fourth quarter hopefully aren't missing as many tackles. You're getting off the field as opposed to keeping the opponent's offense on it. I think that's where the big help will come in. More, more bullets in the gun, if you will. Yeah, you know, when I was doing my preview here on online, doing some research for ODU this season, the problem defensively, everyone said, was the secondary. How is that going to be improved this season? The uh, guys like Nolan Johnson, who's coming in, he's a transfer from Miami of Ohio, a 6'2", 200-pound cornerback, uh, size at the corner. We're hoping guys like Denzel Lowry can get the pressure on the quarterback. Devin Brandeff's coming back from injury. Uh, get the pressure on the quarterback, open up some lanes, and, and, and just hopefully make some plays. You know, when you go three and nine, you got a lot of questions, Adam. Mm-hmm. And uh, 50 new guys coming in, 50-plus new players, only six seniors, second fewest in the country on this Monarch squad, with only 150 combined starts. Uh, for everybody, that's the second fewest in the country. That's uh, a scary thing, but it's also an exciting thing because a lot of these guys are coming in, just they've never gotten the chance to play. And one of the reasons they're coming to Old Dominion is, hey, I, I'm going to get some playing time. And they realize when they get that precious playing time, they're going to have to produce. And that makes it makes it you think, all right, everybody before the season begins is 1-0 and or, or undefeated, if you will. They're going to get a shot to make their presence felt at Old Dominion immediately, and that's what's interesting and fascinating about the fact that you have really no idea what's going to happen come September 2nd at Virginia Tech. Yeah, we're just a few weeks away from ODU at Virginia Tech. What are the keys for the Monarchs to make sure it ends up just like last season? <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be tough. I mean, you know, cookies are coming off a frustrating campaign as well. Uh, they're going to be looking to get off to a good start. Lane Stadium's going to be rocking and rolling. My kid went to Tech and just <laughs> is just an unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah. But boy, what a nice barometer! You know, the thing is, Adam, when you don't have any scrimmages uh, at the college level, it's the first time under fire for everybody and that means the great players and the great coaches and the newbies as well and so it's interesting to see or think about what's going to happen but you really have no idea what's going to happen and that's what makes it fascinating so ted last year when odu hosted virginia tech i mean that place was rocking it was an awesome home game what's going to be the biggest home game this season well, I mean, you get into uh, September 16th, Wake Forest comes to town. That'll be a noon tip. Of course, Sam Hart uh, on the Demon Deacon squad anymore. He's gone to Notre Dame. That'll be huge. You also got a home game versus App State. We've never beaten the Mountaineers. They're always a powerhouse in the uh, And you've got Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers are going to be looking for revenge after the Monarchs went to Conway and lit them up last year. So those are three games in conference. And as we play more and more games in the Sun Belt, Adam, it's like, you can understand why the A, the move was made and why people are juiced about this because you can drive to these games and they're good teams and it's gotten ugly at times and you've got a chip on your shoulder and so do they and so do their fans and it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and you mentioned that, you know, David Teal from the Richmond Times-Dispatch had a great article about how conference realignment is really setting up the Sun Belt for success. Have you kind of felt that same thing? especially as as you see all the the, the tornadic activity across the country, it's kind of nice to know that you've got a solid group to work with. The the regional rivals that are going to be building with the likes of uh, James Madison and, and as I mentioned, Coastal, and you've got Marshall and and those types of things. But you've got consistency and and, uh, solid characters across the, the, the conference when it comes to the Sun Belt. There's nothing really illogical about it. 
in this day when you've got UCLA flying to Rutgers for a, a non for for a conference volleyball match, the craziness continues, and I'm glad the Sun Belt's a little less. And, and granted, everybody wants the money from a, a Power Five deal and all that type of stuff, but when you know your lane, it's nice to have a really nice lane to know. Ted, always appreciate you taking the time to join the show, man. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Have a great time this weekend. Great things you're doing for football in the, in the state of Virginia. Appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. That was Ted Alexander, the voice of the Monarchs. And if you're an ODU fan, we encourage you to come out to Football Festival, support your squad that's River at River City Roll this Saturday from 3 to 7 p.m. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. We like to make this as interactive a radio show as possible. If you want to talk commanders, it's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. If you tweet us and it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air at 910 The Fan and at AWOD Radio. The commanders just finished their joint practices this week with the Baltimore Ravens. And so they will face off against the Ravens Monday night. And joining us right now, talk a little commanders on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Reporter for the Washington Post, it's Scott Allen. What's going on, Scott? Hey, Adam. Doing well. Thanks so much for having me, man. Absolutely. So let's just start with my biggest concern, which is the offensive line. How did you think they looked against the Ravens? Yeah, not great. They, they certainly set a low bar in that preseason opener against the Browns and I think there were maybe some positive signs to to build off of from you know after that performance they held their own a little bit more it's hard to tell in a joint practice I think we'll have a little bit better idea uh, Monday night but yeah I think my biggest takeaway outside of Sam Howell's play in the in the two joint practices is that that still remains the biggest question mark the biggest concern whatever you want to call it um it's just the play of the starters and then also the lack of depth along the offensive line going into the season. Yeah, you know, it's frustrating because it felt like every fan of the team knew the offensive line was an issue last season. Every reporter knew it was an issue. And, and Ron Rivera, you know, he did a little bit to help. They got brought in yeah. two guys and then they drafted two. But the two guys they drafted in the third and fourth round, I haven't heard much about those guys at all, except for Braden Daniels getting burnt, right? Right, right. I mean, the center... Stromberg, they're going to make the roster, it seems, but neither of them is really ready to step into a starting role. I mean, very few offensive linemen taken, you know, outside of the, the first couple of rounds are, right? Yeah. Um, it was an issue going into the offseason. It, it's interesting that the way that they chose to address it, you know, by not spending big money on offensive linemen, instead kind of making these middle-of-the-road signings. And then it seems it, there's just this hope that, you know, the starting five, they're not awful. You know, they're a serviceable offensive line. But as we saw in in recent years, you know, if one of those reliable starters goes down, right. <laughs> the depth is just kind of scary because right. you're, you're plugging in a rookie or you're plugging in a journeyman. 
And, you know, who knows if Sadiq Charles is going to be ever be healthy. Um, so, yeah, just too many question marks to feel good about it. Right. Um, and I, yeah, and yeah. I look at this offensive line and I'm saying, well, where's the hog, right? Where's the mauler? Where's the bowling ball that's going right. to create lanes for the running back and give Sam Howell time in the pocket? When you look at the guys on the roster that play offensive line, who is the most talented guy? Who is the guy that does have Pro Bowl potential? Oh, man. I, I mean, I guess if he's if healthy, the flashes of Sadiq Charles, maybe that's weird to say. Charles Leno Jr., more of a you know veteran guy. I think he's the most solid, consistent player. And then I think we've seen flashes from Sam, from, uh, Sam Cosme as well. I think maybe long-term Sam Cosme. Um, but there's no clear-cut guy there from from what I've seen so far. Well, the good news is we don't have a statue at quarterback like we did last year with Carson Wentz, and I do think Sam Howell will be able to get away from some pressures and kind of extend the play with his mobility. Uh, what do you uh, think of Sam Howell? Give me your breakdown of QB1. Even though he hasn't been named the starter, QB1, Sam Howell. You there, Adam? Scott, are you there? Did we lose you? See if we can get Scott on hold. I think we just dropped him for a second here. Of course, Scott Allen is a reporter for the Washington Post. You can read his work online, WashingtonPost.com. And uh, so he was out there at joint practices against the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, I, I've heard some really good things about Sam Howell. Scott, I, I wanted to ask you your breakdown of quarterback one, Sam Howell. Yeah, I, I heard what you were getting at in terms of not having a statue um, like Carson Wentz in there last year. I think we saw in the, in the Cleveland Browns game, the first preseason game, that Hal has the sense of, of when to throw the ball away and, and the willingness to do that, which is going to mean he's probably not going to take nine sacks in a game, you know, no matter how bad the offensive line is. I think that was a, that was a positive thing to see. Um, and then he held his own uh, against the Ravens. He looked comfortable in there. Ron Rivera commented on how – his decision-making is quicker. That's one thing he wanted to see from him. Uh, Kendall Fuller had great things to say about him, you know, completing out routes, out routes right in front of him. Um, he, he throws a great ball. Uh, I think everything from Howell is everything that you want to see out of a, a second-year QB who played, you know, one game last season. I think he's trending in the right direction, and I think there's a, a lot to be optimistic uh, about at the quarterback position. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. It's Scott Allen from the Washington Post here with us on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline. Let me start with this. Scott, do you consider Chase Young to be a bust? Uh, I still think it's, I still think it's too soon. That's I know what you I can said. go back. Yeah. What's that? That I agree with you. Yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, Time will still tell. There, there, there's a chance that he comes back this year and is the force that he was uh, as a rookie. You know, you can always second guess and go back to say, well, they should have taken a quarterback um, at number two and, you know, maybe they'd be better off. But I think there's still, he's still young. There's still all, all sorts of potential there. Um, and, you know, I know he's only doing individual drills yesterday, but all signs are that, you know, he's, he's going to be ready to go once the season gets underway. And I think it's just too early to, to write him off as a complete bust. Yeah, I'm giving him this season and I'm expecting, yep. you know, and I'm hoping for at least seven sacks and, and maybe, you know, a ta couple tap tackles for loss and some forced fumbles. Uh, but with right. him doing just individual drills, 
who stepped up as that extra outside rusher outside of Montez Sweat? Yeah, the maybe the the biggest story of of the joint practices outside of uh, Sam Howell was the seventh round pick um, out of uh, Louisiana, number forty eight, as as the team knows him, Andre Jones. A, yeah. a great story by uh, my colleague Sam Forty Eight today, where he went up to Charles Leno Jr. to ask him, or some reporter did, went up to to Leno and asked him about you know whether he had faced Jones. <laughs> in uh, inter-team drills, and, and Leno says, who? <laughs> uh, so there's this guy that people don't even know his name on the team, at least uh, at least Leno doesn't um, at this point. And, and he, he was in there with the ones. Um, he made a great play uh, containing Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, he wasn't even the first edge rusher taken in, in the draft this year, and he's really – you've heard his name more often. He's flashed a little bit more than, than K.J. Henry out of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's we already knew going into the year. This is the probably the deepest position group on the team, and and the rich get richer there in terms of the the D line. I mean, it's it's going to be one of the keys to the season, and you know it, it looks like we've got another good one in Andre Jones. Scott, really appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you a question here. I've been searching for the answer. I asked Michael Phillips. I asked Matthew Paris. I've asked uh, Pete Haley. Pretty much everyone that covers the oh, Commanders. Man. Why does Jack Del Rio want Benzman St. Just on the inside and not on the outside? <laughs> I heard you talking about this yesterday. <laughs> I, 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 I know you really want Benjamin St. Just to, to take over for uh, Kendall Fuller. I don't know. I, I don't have a great answer for you. Um, he's he's got to be healthy to stay on there. I know I know both guys are going to be used quite a bit, but uh, in terms of the uh, the, the exact position, I, I'm not sure. I don't have a great answer for you. <laughs> what, what what have you seen from the corners? Like, give me your breakdown real quick of Forbes, Fuller, and St. Juice. I, I think I was very excited about Forbes. I, I was not out at the joint practices, but um, from what I saw in terms of video and, and what I've read, I, I I'm I'm very high on him in terms of how he handled himself in, in one-on-ones with guys like Odell Beckham Jr. Um, in those joint practices. So I think that could be a huge boost. And I really liked what I saw out of, out of St. Juice in terms of the development he made last year. And then I think the biggest thing it's, it's addition by subtraction and <laughs> in losing uh WJ three from, from last year's squad. Scott, thank you so much. That's Scott Allen. Read his work online, social media, Scott S Allen and at the Washington post, Washington post, Dot com. Scott, thanks so much, man. And hey, you made my day by telling me you were listening to the show earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I caught you with, uh, was it David Harrison? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me, man. Anytime. Yep, sounds good. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. AWOD. I watched the first episode of She-Hulk. She's even hotter when she's green. Right now. Here's the thing. When she turns green, she's bigger and stronger, and everything about her is bigger. I am into (laughs) She-Hulk. On the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. In case you haven't heard about it, we've got an awesome event going down this Saturday 
at River City Roll from 3 to 7 p.m. You can expect live music, a DJ, a football season preview show, and that is at AWOD's Football Festival this Saturday, presented by South Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet. Thanks to Randy for supporting uh, the station here and this awesome event that we've been planning. And we know that the Richmond Hokie Club, Hokie, 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 will be out there talking Virginia Tech and meeting with Hokies fans. We're expecting a ton of Hokies jerseys. And joining us right now from the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline with the Richmond Hokie Club, it's Steve Adams. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Adam. How you doing, buddy? Thanks I'm, for having me on. I'm, I'm doing pretty good, man. So uh, I, I really appreciate you guys wanting to be part of Football Festival. Thanks so much, man. Hey, it's not football season in Virginia without Virginia Tech, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, our special guest, Ken Oxendine. You remember when he was representing the Hokies? Oh, absolutely. I remember Ken when Ken played at Thomas Dale High School down in Chester um, before he even came to Blacksburg. And actually, I heard your little segment with you and, and uh, Bill Roth yesterday and uh, the fact that Oxendine, first time he touched the ball, went to the house. Uh, still remember that. I think that was the West Virginia game back in, like, 94 or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me and my audience a little bit about what you guys do at the Richmond Hokie Club. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of changed over the years. Uh, you know, we started the uh, Richmond Hokie Club back in the uh, mid-'80s. So we've, we've been around for about 40 years. And uh, at one time, we had over 50 what we call Hokie reps that used to, um, you know, work different events in the Richmond area. We had uh, a football kickoff dinner in the fall. We had a basketball tip-off dinner. We had a couple of golf events and things like that, a casino night. And it's kind of changed over the years. But we're here to support Virginia Tech Athletics. And, uh, in fact, the Richmond Hokie Club just this past year for the $1 million mark in funds raised for the Virginia Tech Athletic Fund. So, you know, we put our money we put our money where our mouth is, for sure. So are you guys doing anything to help out with NIL, or is that completely separate? Uh, that's right. It's a little separate, but, uh, you know, I think individually some people are involved in that. But, yeah. uh, you know, for right now, we're kind of more in a support role. We do a lot of, uh, you know, support when, when when the athletic fund comes down here, when the Hokie Club from Blacksburg comes down to host. Like we had Coach Pry out at uh, Hardywood back in April, and yeah. uh, we had a big event out there with about 500 people. We 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 do support. You know, we'll support those things like that. But uh, like I said, individually on the NIL side, uh, that's more of an individual donor thing. Yeah, absolutely. Could, and, could, and, and, could evolve. Could yeah, evolve. I mean, NIL, NIL has become such a big part of college football and and, you know speaking of that with the transfer portal one guy that i'm really excited to see wear a Hokie jersey this season is a guy that helped defeat the Hokies last year it's a richmond local ollie jennings i'm fired up for him to play for the Hokies this year i am too because if you remember last year i think he ripped off about 125 yards of reception yardage against the Hokies and uh was a big in fact he had that big catch right down at the at, at the goal line in the fourth quarter and you're right he's a local kid played at Highland Springs uh Lauren Johnson obviously is a coach out there who's a Hokie so I hated to hated to see Allie Jennings last year looking forward to see Allie this year in the orange and maroon hopefully uh putting uh scoring a lot of touchdowns it's Steve Adams with us here on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hot hotline he is of course with the Richmond Hokie Club who will be out at River City Roll this Saturday from 3 to 7 p.m. 
for AWOD's Football Festival. Kick off the football season with us at River City Roll. It's easy. It's free. Just wear a jersey and rep your squad. You know, Steve, I saw something on social media uh, that it, it just uh, it was awesome because it was simply who is the player for your favorite team that made you such a big fan? And so when I thought of Virginia Tech, immediately for me, it's Michael Vick. All right. And obviously, oh, no that's because I, I no was doubt. born in 1992. You know, who are a few names that you think of as reasons why you're a Hokie fan today? Oh, well, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, Adam. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up I grew up in the you know 70s and 80s. And, uh, you know, obviously, Bruce Smith was, a, you know, Bruce Smith was a huge part of Virginia Tech back in the day. And I even go back further to to guys like Cyrus Lawrence and Roscoe Coles and and people like that, people like that. But uh, certainly Bruce Smith was a big one. And, uh, you know, Michael Vick took us to another level and starting in 1999. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that was uh, when Vick came on board uh, and we made that special run to the national championship, that was huge. And, uh, you know, looking forward to Coach Pride getting, you know, getting us back on board, getting us back in the win column. And, uh, you know, last year, three and eight, but a couple of games uh, got away from us in the fourth quarter. And, you know, if we had won, if we had won those, we'd be uh, one and three or four, and over over the end of towards the end of the season, and and five and six. But excited, uh, cautiously optimistic uh, that, that we're going to have a great season this year with, under Coach Pry. Yeah, how do you feel about this quarterback battle? I, I feel like I'm one of the only ones that's been saying I want drones to be the starter. I want a guy that can have the mobility to scramble and run for first downs. And you know, I like Grant Wells, but I look back at last season, I'm like. Is there much that really gives you confidence? I know you know people have said, oh, that first half against NC State, but did he show you enough to make him the starter again this season? You know, I'm, I'm hoping that this year, whoever starts against Old Dominion, you know, they're going to be pushed. They've been pushed all spring. They've been pushed this fall. And if it is Grant, you know, Grant's coming into this game. I think he's got 34 career starts. So mm-hmm. he's obviously – he's got his experience you know, as a starting quarterback. That being said, he wasn't pushed last year – like I'm hoping he's being pushed right now in fall practice. So, uh, you know, and I think they're both going to play. Honestly, I really do. I think they will both play. Uh, If I had to guess, you know, uh, I I would think maybe Grant starts, but I think you're going to see a lot of drones early. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if if Grant does not get off to a good start and drones comes in and can, and be, uh, you know, can, can make some plays. Hey, I think uh, coach Price is going to go with the guy that can get us in the end zone. Steve, let my listeners know if they want to get involved with the Richmond Hokie Club or find out more information. Where can they do that at? Yeah, RichmondHokieClub.com uh, is the site, and uh, we will be out. Like I said, we'll be out there. We've got about uh, twenty uh, the Virginia Tech Inside Hokie Sports, the the publication of Virginia Tech Athletics. We will be at the table out there Saturday, manning the table. We've got about twenty of these things, thirty page, uh, uh, full color. Uh, program type of thing preseason kickoff and we'll be giving those out so uh, we're just going to give them out to the first 20 people that come up it's a great publication it talks about you know offense defense special teams a whole nine yards so so come on out saturday and uh, grab some of these uh football is back uh game day guys that we got from the from the hokey inside hokey sports steve thanks so much for taking the giant time to join the show and uh thanks to you and the richmond hokey club for getting involved in football festival Hey, we appreciate it, man. Good to, good to see you. Yep, good talking to you, man. Let's let's catch up again during the season. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. When we return, we have dug up some audio from Robert Sala, the head coach of 
the New York Jets. All eyes are on the Jets, of course. You can watch them on Hard Knocks on HBO. That's coming up next on The Fan. Are you ready to join the AWOD Army? Tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Your home for the Washington Commanders. All the games can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. Unless there's a Squirrels game, then we'll move it over to WRVA 1140 AM. But you can hear all the Commanders games in Richmond here at Odyssey on the app or available in town, of course, with a pregame and a postgame show as well. I mean, we are fired up to do a ton of Commanders coverage here at 910 The Fan this season. And so as we gear up for football season, I know I need to go watch Hard Knocks, right? Because I I watch it every year, and every year I say the same thing. First episode's boring. It's a bunch of moving boxes, right? And then the second episode starts getting good, and then you fall in love with some rookie who gets cut and you you know you find some wide receiver that you end up drafting in fantasy even though he sucks but you just kind of uh, you know you got size for him well hard knocks has been on hbo this season featuring the new york jets and a clip has gone viral of robert sala who's not happy with his offensive line now remember we started the show by saying today on nfl hits Aaron Rodgers doesn't believe the offensive line is a concern right now, right? And that the guys just need to play together. Well, Robert Sala seems a bit concerned. Let's roll the tape. The, the silent tape is because the silent tape represents who the f*** we are. Oh my Defense, gosh. our style was all over this bitch yesterday. And it was awesome to see because that's our standard. That's who we are. All right? Offense. Guys, it was our first opportunity to change the stink that's been in this organization for a very long time on the offensive side of the ball. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can have two $10 million plus receivers. You can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it matters until the big boys up front change who the we are. We (laughs) as coaches, we as an organization can't want it more than you. And I'm watching that tape all night last night, trying to find something to show that we're f***ing changing, and it didn't show, and it was our first op. And I'd love to say we got another practice, but you know what? It's like Sunday. You don't get Monday morning to go redo. It's getting your mind right to represent who the f*** you are every single f***ing time you are on the f***ing field. We'll fix what f- really we'll likes fix that all that <laughs> But you can't fix it until we know you're giving everything you got. Making it hurt straining and fighting for everything you got because we will go as you go we proved last year that we're a seven and ten football team with a really good defense and a mediocre (laughs) offense that's that's about what we proved wow we don't get any more second chances so he makes some good points here's what i will say 
If you think that anybody else is concerned about their offensive line, it's right. not just you guys. I know. I thought I was mad at my offensive line watching it. I thought I had no faith in my offensive line. Imagine being a Jets fan. Wow. If you are, that's awesome. Because how many coaches do you, like, see to talk to their team that real like right. that, you know? Right. And it, what, here's what I will say, though, that about Robert Sala. We knew he was a great defensive coach. His biggest issue was first few years he didn't bring in the right offensive coordinator and have the right pieces offensively so you know you could be the greatest defensive coach ever if your offense is mediocre your team's not going to win many games and that was his point right there i mean he said it we're a seven and ten team with a great defense and a mediocre offense give or take a few words right i mean yeah he just loved to drop those f-bombs didn't yeah. he that's great access yeah it really is but i also wonder like did he need to do that? Like, I think you could have fired up everyone leaving out half of those curses, right? I mean, he kind of seemed to me like a guy that was just curse happy. Like, he just wanted to say the F word Maybe on that's HBO. how he always is, though. I, I don't know. know. I'll hold him accountable I'm going to tell you right though, now, right? I believe Robert Sala wanted to go viral. He was clout chasing. I mean, there's no way he's really dropping F this, F that. I, don't I had believe 16, it. almost as many dings as, as you gave Young. my boy. Yeah, and speaking of quarterbacks, we've got some audio from Tua Tagliavoa that we wanted to play. Turn down this NFL bed music because I want us to listen closely as Tua gives us a chance to be an NFL starting quarterback. Let's roll the tape. I, I can give you guys a play, and then if you guys want to repeat it after me, as if you guys were in the huddle, you guys can. All right, Zach, All right. listen closly. Should I go once or twice saying it? Once. Once? All right, we got North Right Clamp, South Fox, H Top Pass 38, Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? North South Clap. Oh, I lost it. North South Right Left Clamp. <laughs> yeah, then sounds, I'm, then I'm sounds done. like a pre-snap penalty I mean, to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's run it one more time. It is so right, confusing. We got North right, North it's right. so confusing. All right. Yeah. All right, we got North Right Clamp, South Fox, H Top Pass 38, Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? Something about Gumby. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> this is why I always say. It's not the hardest position to play in the NFL. It's the hardest job on the planet to play quarterback North in the Clamp, NFL. South Fox, H Top Pass 38, Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? I've got P Sweat. Let's go. I mean, that's about it. North Right Clamp? Yeah. I'm still in the first three. Right, I we know. We've got North Right Clamp, South Fox, H South Top Fox. Pass 38, Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. I mean, anyone? Uh, all I know is that uh, if I'm the Fox, I know I'm going south. I mean, that's about it. I mean, that's why it's so hard to play quarterback in the NFL. You have to memorize everything. And so some of these guys, I swear, I think they are unbelievable athletes, but they don't have the NFL IQ to dominate at the position. And then They're, at the end of all that, it's on two. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. know. And, but and not only that, but jumping. he has to, like, it's like the mix of geometry algebra and you know the english language because got he north has to... right clamp south fox h top pass 38 top gumby xp sweat let's go right and then he's got to understand in his brain that uh, those that those words mean that this guy's running to the left this guy's running to the right this guy's running to come back and then he's got to deal with 400 pound men trying to put his face in the dirt <laughs> got north right clamp south fox h top pass 38 top gumby xp sweat let's go north right south clamp fox uh one two three down, two is down, pretty left, good right, on left, three right, yeah. start. i mean my goodness that's why we say that the events of this show are based on true events <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right that's intense man that was so intense well, i guess his mind is right 
Don't I guess have to worry so. about any neuro issues. With yeah, I Tua. You think Dolphin Dave got fired up for that segment, right? <laughs> I mean, Dolphin Dave is sitting in his car. It's just getting juiced. Sweat. Let's go. <laughs> be sweat. Okay. Cool. I mean, the Dolphins, if two is healthy, they're going to be legit this year. Yeah. yeah. That division. More health is key for I mean, That anybody, division. I, could that division go down as the great? This could be the greatest year for one division in the history of the NFL if the Patriots can win some games. Because you heard from Salah. He's going to curse out his team until they win. If two is healthy, you know they're going to be decent. Oh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are lock them in for 11 wins this season. That division might combine for like 35 wins. That's crazy. It could be in, could have all four teams win nine games. Suffice it to say, they'll be at the end of your season preview. Yeah, they for will NFL be hits. for next season. I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, it's Grant Polson and Danny Ruye. Grant Danny coming up next, the 2022 Sportscaster of the Year, Grant Polson, and one of my favorite comedians, Funny Danny, Danny Ruye. They're here on 910 The Fan until 630 I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio. If you missed any of the show, check out the podcast, Best of AWOD, on iTunes, Spotify, and more. I'll see you guys tomorrow live from Capitol Ale House at 12 noon. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to The Fan. We got Northright, Clam, South Fox, H-Top, Pass 38, Top Gumby, XP, Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? I got it this time. <laughs>